On this episode, Brian and I discuss the Dallas Cowboys, what's going on with Dak. Dallas Mavericks, do they suck? And uh, Texas Rangers making moves. Play the music. stuff to talk about today uh, Dallas Cowboys coming off a big win versus the uh, football team uh, very much were in control of their divisional destiny and now even more so uh, in control talk about the Dallas Mavs and their struggles and we're going to touch on the Rangers finally spending some money and is it is it worth it you know that's kind of what we're going to discuss but before we get you know started Brian and I are going to kind of talk about what's going on what's been up with us we've taken about a month break we're wanting to get a good uh, holiday episode in before we uh, break for the holiday next week. And we'll pick back right back up where we left off for the Cowboys playoff push. So, Brian, what's up with you? How are you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, getting ready to go out of town uh, before the holidays. Uh, headed to the city by the bay, San Francisco. Uh, Sunshine. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, going to, you know roam around and take a look at human feces in the streets which is a real thing i don't know if you've ever been there but it, it's it is legitimate you will see human poop in the streets but aside from the human poop in the streets and just the overall homelessness problem there the city's amazing so i'm very excited about that got a cool trip going on cool uh, other than that man you know same another day another dollar grinding away how about yourself uh, not, not a whole lot's been going on, man. Um, Tara and I, my wife, we just got back from Puerto Vallarta uh, a few weeks ago, and it was amazing. Um, she actually got her boss couldn't go on this trip, so we got to go. And it's one of the rare occasions that is a plus one. That uh, was a work event. Most of the time she goes, and I'm not able to. And uh, pretty cool. The last night we were there, uh, like randomly, Sugar Ray was the musical guest. Like, just I out of nowhere for like two hours for 80 people it was freaking badass dude's a goober so that was fun so so good times but now man not much else has been going on besides that you know uh funny story we had a like ugly sweaterish kind of neighborhood party uh on friday so kind of we have a cool group of neighbors that we hang out with and he like had like a game night oh like kind of like just they're such great hosts right like every they had all these games going on so uh, the first thing was you had to throw darts, right? And the, the rule of the night was whoever was the shittiest person at darts had to wear a name tag that said shitty McGamerson. Right? <laughs> I mean, everyone had to call them that the rest of the evening. Nice. And told you by your name, though, you had the power to make the drink. So guess who the shittiest dart player was? It was me. Yeah. So I'm, you know, calling people out all night long when they call me, you know, Zach instead of shitty McGamerson. And what sucked the worst, though, is, you know, me, I like to party. So I'm like, I'll do one with you. Take a, take a shot, take a sure. drink. A little inebriated, but it was fun. It was a good time overall. Besides that, you know, really hyped for uh, Spider-Man coming up. Yes, yes. I've uh, just rewatched the Spider-Man timeline for the MCU. I didn't go back and watch McGuire or anything, but I watched Civil War, um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yesterday, I watched uh, when I realized fantasy football was wanting to be an asshole. I decided to turn it off. And I, after the Cowboy game, I watched Infinity War and Endgame. And then tonight, I'm going to watch No Way or Far From Home. And then Thursday, Spider-Man in 4D at the uh, Wiley B&B by my, by my casa. So I'm pretty pumped for that, actually. That's cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, uh, it looks good. I'm very excited. It's going to be uh, – uh, this is one I've been looking forward to for a little bit. You know, Are you watching at all? what's that are you watching hawkeye at all uh so i'm uh, about halfway through the third episode right now uh we cool. dove right in as soon as it started and it's okay it has not grabbed me it is my least favorite of the live action marvel shows on disney plus thus far i'm i'm not 
out on it by any stretch. It's just, I love, I've loved all the others so much. Because it's my favorite. But I thought, I thought I've heard this. The individuals who like WandaVision and Loki especially the most aren't as high on this show because it's more deemed reality. Um, one quick thing for because we you know we're nerds too. Uh, before we get into the foosball, did you notice the fat ass white man's hand who touched the the? Did you know? Did you do you speculate who that is? On episode three, you're on Echoes, right? With the you, the deaf girl, correct? I it, we like I'm like no 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 I'm like seriously maybe ten minutes into the the first or the third episode, so I have no idea what you're talking about. They show the little deaf girl at the beginning? Uh, yes, yes. You missed it then. So for everybody else who's listening, and for Brian, in the comics, Echo is the adopted daughter of Kingpin. Okay. Hence the fat hand. And if you watch the episode again, they're talking about her uncle. Uh-huh. And uh, fat-ass white hand. They keep huh. mentioning them so i'm thinking they're introducing the kingpin because they're in the hell hawkeye's happening in the hell's kitchen area so i really hope really 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 hope that they use vincent d'onofrio from when he did it in this when he did it on the daredevil series because what's the what's the guy's name uh the guy who runs the mcu i can't remember his name is that right yes that's it yeah, Feige, Feige. I think it's Feige. Work here anymore? Something like that. <laughs> Something. Uh, anyway, he said in an interview because I'm I'm a huge fan of the Daredevil series from Marvel. I mean, uh, from Netflix MCU, and uh, some of the other ones in that same the Hell's Kitchen thing. You got like you said, um, and he said that if they do decide to, there's no plans right now, nothing in the works, but if they do decide to reintroduce Daredevil into the MCU, um, the Irish kid who played him will be playing him. And I wonder if that goes for Vincent D'Onofrio as well. Cause if I thought yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio did very well. Well, they made it official within the last like 10 days that Daredevil is a thing. They don't know when they're going to introduce it. I still think he's going to be introduced in Spider-Man by the way. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. But he for sure um, is going to be, that is the actor they're using who was on the Daredevil show. And there's another rumor that came out yesterday that he'll be donning the yellow version of the costume because cool. uh, it won't be as gritty. They can't make it rated R. The rumor is they're going to want to put it on Disney Plus, but it's going to be um, a different universe version of all the same characters. So we'll see. We'll see what all happens. This is all being speculation, right? But yeah, kinda... I w it would be really cool if they would on Disney Plus come up with like an adult setting you know where you can like read uh, so they could do rated r stuff because that like be, it might be hulu dude like yeah, on whatever i don't care what it is but like i know they do what they're the same company like have you seen hit monkey do you know what that is i know what it is i haven't seen it i know oh i watched one episode it's violent as hell it's a marvel comic jason sadukas you know voices the hitman and it's it's a monkey who's murdering people as a hitman it's uh it's interesting but it's marvel and they also have like another another cartoon as well on there oh. but neither here nor so i think that's that would be the way around it but that's such a big i don't know man i think yeah. they'd want to bring them to, i don't who knows man we'll, we'll see where all of it goes it would just be cool because i'd also like to see them reincorporate punisher again and have john barenthal play the punisher because i thought he did a great job as frank sure. no, so, they, they, yeah for sure they just wanted to unify everything that's the reason why they can't it had yeah, nothing and, to do with them not doing a good job of representing the marvel brand properly yeah, yeah just they, they, they wanted it under one banner in one location or as, as much of it which i get and i'm totally fine with as long as like a uh, homegirl who did jessica jones she did a great job. I thought that was great. Um, you know, the one, the only, my, my only caveat to the entire Netflix MCU, which is everyone's problem, which is Iron Fist. You know, I think he was totally miscast. The show was awful. And he ruined the Defenders, you know, when they did the season of the Defenders. I thought that was terrible because of him. But anyway. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So let's, uh, let's talk about some baseball right quick. Just yeah, real this quick. is a sports podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot to talk about as far as baseball goes. They're like, no, not, it's, it's not a strike. Yeah. Is it, is it? It's a yeah. strike. 
So we'll, who knows if we're even going to get a baseball season, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, right now, rough estimates are saying that it may, that uh, spring training right now, based on their, they're saying that it's not going to be surprising if spring training gets pushed back a month or two and we end up with a shortened season. Kind of like the COVID season that started June. Yeah, yeah. We got, you know, okay. Which, and, I'm, I, you know, look, I know baseball has been around since God was a boy and 162 games. I would not be upset about a shorter baseball season. I just, no, games as opposed to 160. Well, the only issue becomes, well, no, and you know what? There's playoff basketball going on then, and there's playoff hockey. So it kind of lean up to it because June's where the stuff ends. So it, the timeline of a sports fan is you're kind of going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's just not some lull without anything, then, right. you know, so get started, you know, at least have spring training start no later than June and we're good. Right. So you and I were texting when these were rumors um, of what was going on with the Rangers. And then we texted when they, they signed Simeon and Marcus Simeon. I know of him. Uh, he's not really like a brand name player. I know of him because of my fantasy sports uh, playing fantasy baseball. He actually set the record for home runs uh, for second baseman last year at 45, which is awesome. Obviously, uh, the Blue Jays had a very, very good season for being such a young team with Biggio and Vlad finally. uh, You know, he was getting labeled a bust there the first two years. He finally, you know, performed like an MVP. And uh, here he is. He bet on himself. Uh, The one knock on the guys is 31, Mm -hmm. I think. And his best year was last year on a one-year prove-it deal. And it's a seven-year deal. Now, he did sign here because of the seven-year deal. Uh, Other teams were offering around the same for five or six. So uh, the Rangers did overpay to get him here. But the rumor was the reason why they did that. It was 100% going to equal one of the next two guys we signed. It was either going to be Trevor Story or the individual the Rangers did sign, who I think is an overall better baseball player, Corey Seager from the Dodgers. Yeah, he is no doubt about it to me. He is a better baseball player. He's younger. The, the big knock for him is, has been health. You know, right. he's, he's, he, I think he's only had one season in his whole career where, is, where he's played more than 150 games. Two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. Yeah. And, and last year, up and down, up and down. Um, but, you know, I still, I still really like the move. I don't know. You know, I think he's a terrific oh. player. Terrific I think- player. Hey man, Trevor Story, I like Trevor Story. The issue I have with Trevor Story is the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, look at the splits. He's still a tremendous shortstop, but if you look at the splits, it's a very real thing. The amount of upage and hitting from Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it, look, that's that's one of those – that's a factor you have to consider if you're signing any offensive player from Colorado. It just – it just – it is what it is. Um Never and also the other problem, other issue I had with Trevor Story is for what we would have to pay to get him in here at his age, and the fact that uh, the, my biggest problem, I guess, is his defense. Right, he's a solid defensive shortstop, but he is not a he's not a, he's not going to win a Gold Glove. And right. at 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 his age. In the near, in the next, I would say probably two years, you're looking at probably moving him to third base, and we have a couple of guys in our farm system right now that project um, to be, yeah, absolutely. Young is the the name everybody knows, but there's a couple of guys below him that all project to be terrific. You know, if it works out, obviously that's a, it's it's a roll of the dice, but. They project to be terrific third baseman, and the last thing you want to do is interfere with that. So Cole, Cole Calhoun was another um, signing. Not too real, not too excited about that. I think he people know who he is. He's been around for a minute. John Gray, though, is the one that I'm kind of focused on. This is the exact opposite effect of of the Rockies. Yeah, he has been a very good pitcher for a while now, and he's been an ace pitching in Colorado, yep. which is. Very, you know the the velocity and the atmosphere there it's a hard thing to do it's it's pretty impressive you know and that is a good signing uh the rangers bull the pitching in general especially their starters last season is dumpster fire of a year as it was was the right spot in my opinion yeah was we 
had no middle relievers or closers, but as far as starting baseball goes, if our guys could go five or six innings, we had a good chance to win because they, and they, they were all right, man. So this to me is a huge signing because I like our starting four and five right now. I like them a lot. So do I, I'm right there with you. hundred percent. And and it's the rest. I don't know, but you know, right now this as far as starting goes, it's very good. Absolutely. And, and what, and, and like you just said, there's, once they get the lockout settled, right, then we can kind of finish uh, free agency because it, it happened right in the middle of free agency. Right. You know, so a lot of the really big names, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the really big names went ahead and got got picked up uh, and got their deals squared away before the lockout started. But there is still a ton, a ton of, of players out there on the market. And um, and you know, they're not supposed to be, but I, you know, they're negotiating right now. So sure. it, as soon as the lockout is settled, we're going to hear deal, 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 deal. It's just going to be like one, one right after the other. And I just, you know, I hope that the the Rangers ownership, because they spent an incredible amount of money in a three day period. Uh, I really hope they don't get gun shy. Cause if this is, if this is it, if we're basically done, then unless some of the younger guys on our team take huge and I mean, huge leaps, which could happen. It absolutely could, but betting on it's probably not a good idea. If if it's relying on guys taking a leap, this team's still two or three years away and they have a lot of money to win. Now you spend money like that. That means next season you're pushing for playoffs. Yeah. Um, My opinion. So that means they're not done and they got to keep adding. Otherwise, fans aren't going to go the fans are already i mean that that ballpark is one thing everybody wants to go check it out once to experience but once you hit it it's like man that's a far drive it's a lot of money everything's really expensive well, how so are you, you coming you know yeah you get one year of shiny new ballpark getting people to come in with right. with a terrible team that's ha- that's come and gone right. if there if you know if this upcoming season team is the record is anywhere near what last year's team was it's going to be it's going to be really rough on their budget it's going to be really really rough on their budget but i actually have a little bit of faith i don't know why i don't have a logical reason to tie to it but i just kind of have that feeling that maybe they're not done yet and and i don't i don't think we're going to be i don't think we'll make the playoffs based right now just on my gut feeling and what we've done but i do think we will be playing meaningful baseball in July and August. That's good. Hey man, that's all you can ask for right now because they haven't been, it's been over around 4th of July. It's not been something you pay attention to after that training camp starts for the Cowboys and the Rangers go bye-bye. If you were halfway paying attention before, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So let's transition to the Mavs now. Ugh. Do they suck? Um, they suck right now. I don't know if they if the if they suck, but right now they are sucking. How about that? Um, yeah, it's it's you know it's a bunch of things. Some some of them are not new. Some of them are. Once again, Luca came in out of shape. You know, right. he's still out of shape now. He's still not, and it's not going to be for a while. And he's hurt his ankle. They gave him like a week off. I think they shut him down for this week. Yeah, there's. Seventh place right now at 13 and 13, tied with the Nuggets. The Nuggets are also 13 and 13. We're two games above the Timberwolves that are ninth. Here's, uh, I, I think, a couple of things that we have to think. Fourth, by the way, which is where they were a week ago, a week and a half ago. Sure. And, and here's, a, here's a couple of things I think we have to keep in mind or be mindful of. Um, number one. There are a number of players, a number of players on this team that are shooting well below their career averages from three, from the field, from just across the board, just shooting poorly. Did you see that Tim Hardaway stat? He'd missed like 20 of his last 23 three-pointers. Dude. Before last night's game. I don't know if that changed. That was a stat I saw. Was it Memphis they played last night? Uh, I think so top of my head but before they won last night but it, it was it was before that so he might have done better last night i know brunson did very well yes it's bad like bullock bullock Ooh. 
he looks just it looks like the same situation that happened with Josh Richardson all over again. Yeah, I um I was I can't remember who it was, but it was a former player and they were talking about uh they were talking about you know why why is you know take Luca out of the equation. Why are so many players on this roster play shooting below their career averages? And th- this person's point again, I wish I could remember who it was to give them credit, but it's a valid point I think, which is a lot of these guys for the majority of their career take KP out of the equation also. The rest of the team for the most part has always been their role and on any team they were on, not just as a Maverick, but the guys that are new here have been catch and shoot guys. And while they are still doing some of that, they are also being asked to create and dribble and do some things that they're not necessarily used to and comfortable doing. And, uh, Oh no, it was Bob Volgaris. That's who it was. Bob Volgaris was talking about this. Um, right. Him and got into it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, before Cuban told him that he doesn't know what he's talking about uh, and that he's never played basketball, so he doesn't take his opinion seriously, which is a good thing to hear after you hired him to basically be your GM. Analytics. Yeah, yeah, probably should have thought of that before you hired him, not after, but whatever. Um, But yeah, basically that they're being asked to do things prior to their shot going off that they've never been asked to do before on at, at this level and it is negatively affecting their shot that's part of it i don't know what are, what are you what are your thoughts well i've gotten to the point where i don't watch every game right now because i just can't do it like that's not i've been a, a mr watch every mm-hmm. maverick game or this is my for my life i was gonna I, say i don't rem- i've <laughs> known you for a decade and i don't remember a time where you didn't consistently watch i don't know like 75 out of 82 games yeah like friday day friday night date night i'm not watching obviously yeah. like that um man it's frustrating they're they're just not a good team they don't play defense and when a team doesn't play defense and you can't shoot you're not gonna win. um this team is still structurally built it's still the team that quote unquote carlisle built if that makes sense. I'm not saying he built the team, but as far as high three-point shooting, not really posting up, not having a lot of these factors that a lot of other teams do, it's still that core. When, you know, the off-season changes happen and, and listeners new and old can go back and check the podcast, I was super pumped for bringing in Nico and, and bringing in Kid because Kid was a player's coach. Um, I thought that's what was going to happen. And then Nico, uh, I just – think it is a good basketball mind from what i've heard and read up on him he in one off season can't change that my fear with kid is he's trying too much to be a player's coach all of this negative publicity that he's had um that, that's happened in you know in this me too world that we live in now and then the book came out about some of his milwaukee and brooklyn happenings uh people talking about that i think that he's overly trying to be more of a player's coach than maybe he is really naturally. And it's kind of like the Bill Parcells to Wade Phillips situation. Yep. Where the team, and the only difference is, is that Bill Parcells built a, kind of a mini fucking juggernaut there. Oh, that, for a yeah. If, if he had stuck around one more year, we would have won a ring, but go ahead. And the difference is here is that Cuban and the GM, uh, Donnie and Rick, what they put together was a team. If it's runs on all cylinders for a night could fuck around and beat anyone, but not in a series because we're that good. If everything went right, they could beat you, but just not every single, every single game. Right. And we're still, we still got that crew, but now they're loosely coached. Once again, Lucas weight situations like that. So they're going to shake it up. It's going to happen. Um, I don't know when I'm hoping soon uh, trade deadline comes awfully quick, right? The, the hope is, is they can hover just a little bit above 500 basketball, put it together and surge. If you're trading big pieces in season, you're automatically not competing for this season. You know, the Mavs, when they won the championship, when we traded for the, they made the Washington trade, we sent Josh Howard away and get Hayward and everyone else. When that happened back in 2010, the next year we won a championship. We That team played together for that 25, 30 games, 
And then in the off season, we brought in Tyson Chandler. And uh, then we, the, you know, the buyout date, we got Peja up in here. It, it added all those, it just, it, it all just worked, right? So it's unfortunate to me, and that's why I'm not paying attention as I see the writing on the wall. I'm not investing my time into this brand of Mavs basketball. When they make moves, which are coming, I think I'm going to be more heavily invested into seeing what is coming and what's happening to see what they're going to move on to next year. Because in, in the NBA, if you're not a good, if you're not a top three team, you're not really taking advantage of the buyout market. And those are the teams that win the finals at the very end after the trade deadline. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's something else. And it kind of goes to what, what you were saying, <clears throat> but, uh, but a slightly different angle on it. I think the other problem is, and to go back to the Bill Parcells, I think it's a perfect analogy for what I'm trying to say. But before the before Bill left, when he first got here, when he took over, he wanted to run a 3-4 defense. But we were not built for it. So right. he didn't run a 3-4 defense. He kept Mike Zimmer, the defensive coordinator, who was the, the DC when he took over. He kept him in place and kept that scheme in place because that was the players that were here and slowly transitioned it to a 3-4 team after we drafted DeMarcus Ware and we drafted anyway the point i'm making is i feel like the team that was that was here that Jason Kidd inherited was very much built around a system that Rick created for these players you know Rick th this was not originally the offense that like it's not the offense that Rick ran when Dirk was in in his prime it's a totally different offense is basketball mind. It's, it's, this is what you're going to give me. This is what I'm going to do. Exactly. And I think what I think the problem is Jason Kidd came in and is trying to run a completely different, not just a completely different offense, but a com totally different style of basketball with a team that is 75 to 80% built to run Rick's system that was here before and i don't feel like he's i have no problem with, with him wanting to transition to it right but you have to do it in stages you have to and i don't feel like he's doing that at all you know that's that's my only other thought he's doing a he's doing a, a poor job and it's 26 games in now and he's doing a poor job of 10 games in I'm giving, I'm, I'm fighting for you. I'm saying we're, we're a quarter through more than a quarter through now. And it's just not working now. Can they figure it out? Absolutely. They're not going to figure it out and be a good team unless they make a move. And I don't know what that move is. I might speculate on that move. I mean, you go to, you go on Twitter and it drives my fucking head insane. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Of anything. It's like, Oh, I'm sure the Mavs can know they, they can't that, you know, you're going to have to get really, really, really creative. Like, unfortunately, Brunson is going to be the one that has to go. If they're going to get a good player, like you, that is the best player on our team. That is not Luca in my opinion, although KP has played so much better um, this season overall than he has. It's those two together is yep. what is to a hall of players in. And then Luca's got to learn to play with them. Luca is he's an adjustment man he's a different kind of thing i don't think you just trade for three guys bring him in and they're championship contenders it's an off season it's him being committed which he's still not and hey man he's 21 years old whatever dude 22 years old but he needs to should get up off the pot about this thing because so, older it gets harder and harder to stay in shape it's so, really do you remember um in the off season, I said, I kind of wish that Luca would get hurt for a year so we could get a nice high draft pick. Right. Right. I don't, I, I obviously I'd still don't want him to get hurt right now, but what I do, th this is kind of the same thing. What I mean by what I'm about to say is kind of the same thing. I kind of hope, because for me, for the most part, I've, I've accepted that this season just isn't going to be it. Right. Like, I, I didn't think last season was going to be it, but I did think maybe we could go win a playoff series. I was excited about the growth. I don't think we're going to – yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think we're going to be lucky to make the playoffs. Um, it, 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 barring a, you know, a, a, a trade and surge. They, they probably will. Like, I'm looking at it right now, dude. If you, if you look at what's below us, they're going to be the seventh or eighth seed easy. Okay. The 
I mean, they, they, they're just a shit run organization. They okay. Are. Let's say the same for the Kings, right? Even though yeah. they have youth, they're doing a little bit better, but they still, they don't have it, man. The Trailblazers, I see Jimmy McCollum's gone now. I mean, oh, the Spurs, it's a rebuild mode out there. And then the Rockets, need I say more, yeah. right? These are the teams that are below us. So the Nuggets is the only team that could, that's it, tied with us that could overtake, in my opinion. Even if Luka misses uh, like two weeks with this shutdown, I think that sure, maybe we could fall below the Kings or the Trailblazers, but I think we could go right back. That's okay, fair enough. I'll grant you that being a top four seed is done. Oh, yeah. They're, no, no, no. And, and, and I think personally, I think that meaningful playoff basketball is, is highly unlikely. Like, sure. We'll, we'll be in the, at, at this rate, they're in the play in. Yeah. So that'll be. We'll be able to dominate that probably and win the play-in game to get into there and then have a series. The problem is you're going against the Suns or the Warriors and you're getting mollywhopped. Yeah, I or- mean, that's a best-case scenario is it's over in five. So what what I would honestly, what I would rather see happen than either any of those scenarios is that the team bottoms out a little bit more and we don't make the playoffs. And it not just for the draft pick, but more specifically – I hope it's a reality check to Luca because something, some, somebody, I don't know if it's going to have to be Jason Kidd or somebody he plays with or Mark or somebody, I don't care who it is, but somebody needs somebody that he will listen to needs to go to him and go, look, man, if, if you are content being this good where you're at right now, and this is as good as you ever really want to be. Right. Then that's fine. Look, you are still right now, even out of shape, you're still a top 10 player in the league. You know, well, that's an incredible thing. The reckoning, what you're saying, the reckoning's coming. Because I'm telling you right now, either, no matter what happens, in my opinion, it can't bottom out to miss the playoffs with the group of teams that I mentioned. It would have to get, like, real, real, real bad. But I'm telling you right now, Luca, in the two times he's been in the playoffs – is versus the Clippers, and both times they were engaging and great series, yeah. right? You are not having that versus the Suns or the fucking Warriors. No. It's over. No, they and, will they will destroy you. Kick, that is a kick in the freaking like that is like that 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 just might be what the Dodger ordered. Yeah, may, maybe uh maybe getting swept in four, you know, getting swept uh, by the Suns or the Warriors would would be what does it but i don't all i care i don't care what happens i I mean i don't care why it happens all i care is that it happens at some point i would just want him to come he doesn't again he doesn't have to be kobe bryant michael jordan dedicated just you know how about just like dirk level committed right i'm not gonna drink a bunch of beer and eat ice cream it's just a weird situation, man, too, for, like, look at Jason Kidd. You don't want really one that fucks it up. You don't want to be the guy that makes Luca leave. And he's, like, already on eggshells about that because this is, like, it's like the Lakers, man. You know, you you had Kobe there for so long, and it's just, like, you try to, like, it's, like, you're always trying. Like, like the team the Lakers have put together this year is so funky. And it's, like, you have a LeBron, and you're just trying to put something. You're just and you're not even thinking about the the why. Why would this work? You're just like, hey, man, if I throw enough has-beens together that are over the age of 30 that know how to play basketball, it's going to work, and, and it hasn't. So I'm intrigued to see how this plays out and, and us keep talking about it. So we, you know, we, we talked about the Cowboy parallels, and we're talking about Bill Parcells. So let's talk Dallas Cowboys now, shall we? Yes, let's. I think Micah Parsons is going to win defensive player of the year. I think he should. I don't think I, he will, but I think he should. That's so close. It's definitely I mean, defensive rookie of the year is already won. That was right? done in that was done in week 10. You know, it's not even close. Like literally not even close. There's no one remotely near him. But yeah. the problem the problem with defensive player the, it's going to for those who don't know who are listening, the only the only, there's only been one player in the history of the league who Lawrence. won defensive player of the year as a rookie, and that was Lawrence Taylor. By the the committee, Lawrence Taylor is one of the like there's a handful of players 
in the history of the NFL that generally speaking, you don't compare other players to, you know what I mean? Like by, by comparing him to that player, you are stepping on a landmine almost because it's a sacred, sacred thing. Lawrence Taylor is one of those players. And so I think the, the voters for defensive player of the year aren't going to do it for that reason alone. I think he should. A lot of people are pointing to TJ Watt. A lot of people are pointing to Miles Garrett. They're having great seasons They're, Of course they are. They always have great seasons. What he's doing is different. It's a totally different thing. And I think the tear that he's going to go on for the next four games, now that he's got running mates who can actually do some shit with him. Yes. It's going to be stupid what we see this defense do over the oh, next with, three to four you weeks. And I, you know, just to kind of, to, to, to continue talking about the defense. So first off, we're coming off of a stretch of very, very poor Dallas Cowboys football. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my man Dak, that game-winning touchdown versus the Patriots to CeeDee Lamb where he got injured, there hasn't been a pass that beautiful since from the man. Um, constantly overthrowing people, uh, making bad decisions, uh, not connecting on third downs when we need it, losing games. The one thing that's kept us in games and really the last two weeks specifically in these two wins, man, versus the Saints and then yesterday versus the football team, our defense playing neck level good, like win a championship kind of good. Now, the problem with that is if Dak can't get right, I'm not sure that this team can hang with the other teams. And we'll get in that in one second. Yeah. The thing that really excited me yesterday is that my boy Neville Gallimore was back. Yes. That's my very, dude. We were very excited about him in the preseason. We were hyping him up. We were talking about how he was the best player in camp. And he tore his uh, bicep. Is that right? It dislocated his left elbow. And then he, he just got back. He was activated 21 days ago. He's been practicing. He's back now. And boy, was it evident how good of a run stopper this guy could be yesterday. Antonio Gibson. Uh, in spite of me trading him to you in fantasy football, has went on a hell of a terror this last month and uh, got so good he was the fifth-ranked running back in the league coming into the game and had like 20 yards of offense. Um, 36. 36 yards. Yeah, it's... yeah. And by the way, speaking of of Neville Gallimore, did you see the sack that he got, that bull rush that he did? Dude, yeah. it was brutal. That was one of the sweetest, most beautiful plays of the entire game. And nobody's going to talk about it because there were so many other incredible right. plays. That, and it was, it you know, to people who don't well, watch a lot of football, it just looked like a sack. But get over. He, I mean, Gregory had that amazing interception. Micah Parsons, two sacks, right? Two sacks, uh, forced fumble, almost yeah. an interception. Diggs completely blanket shut out McLaurin for an entire half until the concussion. Just so many great performances on, on that side of the ball. The defense is not the issue, and that's that's exciting, man. I mean, and the good news is right now, with a stretch of football that the Cowboys are playing, it's Giants, football team again, Cardinal. the Cardinals, and the Eagles, right? They are in control. The only game they – I mean, the Eagles are wild card. Who knows, man? But I know this. I know the only game I'm concerned with is the Cardinals because they're well, what I see. We're let's talk about offense now. Is a team that can't run the ball now, and that, that hey man Zeke shut a lot of haters up there that first six seven weeks. But damn it, he is not right. He has that injury, and now Pollard has a torn ligament in his foot as well. Right? Yep. Oh, and Corey Clement, man. Hey, I, I give it up to him, man. He was running hard yesterday. It's not running good. It, well, right. here's, the, here's the thing. The, the problem, like, first of all, the, the, the problem with the running game, Zeke's injury is definitely part of it, right? I'm not going to say it's not. But the bigger problem with the running game, there's two, there, there's two other bigger problems with the running game besides the, in, besides the health of our running backs. Number one is our offensive line can't, is not run blocking anything. Nothing. Right. Since they made the change to Connor McGovern, the penalties have gone down, but run blocking has been non-existent. Look at, go back and look at the Thanksgiving game, right? If it, oh. it, it like, it was just, and, and okay, it's actually, <laughs> there's three things because it's the line isn't blocking, right? I 
blame Kellen Moore for a lot of it because he's calling the same four run plays over and over and over and over and over again. And they're all right up the middle, right at the A gaps. And we're not getting, that's the weakest part of our offensive line. We're not getting anywhere with it. And then on top of it, Dak isn't playing well enough to get, to make anybody have to back out of the box. All they're doing defenses are sitting in a too high shell to, to keep us from going deep. And then they're crowding the box and so that we can't run because they know that Dak's not going to take the intermediate stuff and he's not completing it. And, and our timing passing game is terrible right now. So the best thing for Zeke could be, we lock this thing up where I know we don't get a buy, but the Eagle, the, the final game versus the Eagles is a buy. Yeah. Right. Like, like, I mean, the bet, the, maybe the best thing that could happen for the Cowboys is if the Cardinals beat us, which means there's no chance at a top seed, which means they handle the Eagles. They, they, they win this week. They win versus the football team. They go in thinking they have a chance at a, at a top seed. So they try to beat the Cardinals, but it doesn't happen. And they can just rest everyone because I'm not sure a week. I know what a week would do for Zeke uh, because I saw he looked a little bit better at the beginning of this game. No doubt. Uh, tweaked it again with an injury. Uh, he had like a weird hit, but I'm not sure a week. I think Dak, I don't think it's right until the off season, but Hey man, I've seen Peyton Manning look way worse than what Dak does. They won the Super Bowl with a good defense, just being able to make some plays there. So yeah. I'm not saying he's out, but man, for this entire offensive line and Zeke and Dak to not have to play week 18, right? Week 18, correct? Week 18, yeah. game 17. Damn it, man. That would be huge. So my hope is they handle business the next two weeks where technically they can just kind of throw in the towel the last two. See, I'm, I'm with you on some of that. I'm not, at least as of right now, based on what we've seen, I, I am not for resting Zach, uh, Dak or some of the offensive linemen. I'm all about resting Zeke, right? Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm with you. Let's compete up to the Cardinals game and let how the how that game goes let us determine if we're resting people. But unless, uh, I mean, basically to me, I don't see any reason not to keep playing Dak because right now I, I have seen – Dak have bad stretches and come out of it before even stretches this bad maybe not this bad but stretches that are bad and he can he can play his way out of it and I don't the catches I don't think I don't think that it's physical health with Dak at all yeah. I don't think I don't think rest is gonna do do him any good right um I think it, it would I think it's the other the other way around I think he needs to be out there throwing to these wide receivers I think the more the more time under center you can get him right now, the better off you're going to be because maybe he can build a little confidence and, and kind of get a little momentum. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm this, this defense again, to, to you, you kind of mentioned the Broncos, right? This, this team knock on wood reminds me of the, the giants team from what was that? Oh, seven. Right. Where, they had a bit of a passing game, but, you know, Eli was Eli, so whatever. Uh, they had a bit of a running game, but not anything you could hang your hat on. But what they did have is a defense and specifically a pass rush that would could just completely wreck a game. And, that hey, and they had to go through Tampa Bay and Green Bay and the Cowboys uh, to go to, through the Patriots eventually. Yeah, and, and in my opinion – even though they didn't win a championship, that Patriots team is the best team of all time, right? No one, a lot of people aren't going to vote that way. If you were to rank the greatest teams of all time, they're certainly the best team to not win a Super Bowl. I think they're the best team of all time. And they just ran into, it was just, I think you, I think if the Giants played that, the, if you could play the 07 Giants versus the 07 Patriots a hundred times, I think the Giants maybe win five of them and they happen to play, they happen to get one of those five. Beauty of football, man. You just need that one. That's so it. I, I, this defense could totally carry them if they get on a hot run. We just got to the, – the biggest, the biggest concern for me with Dak is the turnovers, right? It's, right. it's, not, it's not even the, the three and outs and the incompletions. And I can live with that with our defense playing this way. If we're going to get 
three to five turnovers a week and three or four sacks and some, you know, whatever, stop throwing terrible. And I mean, terrible interceptions. Those yeah. interceptions over the garbage throw yesterday to Mr. Collins was uh, hard to watch, man. Yeah. Dude. And the, the one, the interception in the fourth quarter to um, random linebacker from the Washington, Washington's, I can't remember his name, but it was, it was just so bad because I saw what he was seeing. Dalton Schultz was wide open. He just waited so long and he's, he's just not the problem. He's just trying to, he's trying to, he's trying, he's looking for an eight point play all the time and they don't exist. They don't, he's always trying to take deep shots and it's, it's, that's not what that doesn't work. You know? Well, the, the good news is we're coming off two wins after a brutal November. Um, yeah. We're, we're coming off two wins here. December has been good so far and team, well in December generally have some playoff success our next games versus the Giants and boy do they suck um it's uh yeah it's a rough going for them right now and then we play the football team again and I don't see the football team figuring us out coming here I I feel very good about the next two games so the Eagles need us to drop one yes in order to, for it even to matter is that correct yeah, so uh, for we we would need to lose uh, at least two games for for the Eagles to have a chance. We uh, we need to lose lose at least two games, and one of them would have to be to them, right? right. So we one of the three before them, and then to them, obviously. Um, yeah, because they're at six and seven, yeah. and we're nine and four. So the Eagles would need us to drop three games. Is it three? Wow. Yeah, they drop the car. Let's let's just say we're losing to the Cardinals. Okay. okay. Let's just so let's just say we're losing to the Cardinals. They would need us to drop either to the Giants or to the football team, then the Cardinals, and then we're playing for the division week seventeen or week eighteen versus them. Yeah, I mean, I so, I very seriously doubt that's gonna happen. If they win the if the Cowboys win the next two games, that game on the last two games of the season don't matter for the division. Well, I think uh, I think at least one of them is, you know, I look, I I think we're gonna smother the Giants. Just I think our defense is just going to absolutely smother them, and. Uh, and then we'll kind of see. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna rush to judgment on on predicting the Washington game because if Dak can just like as if he can start to get a, a bit of a rhythm, we could beat any team in this league with sure. the way our defense is playing. So maybe that'll happen. But right now, right now, I think the Giants. And I'm I'm not worried about the Giants, but I wasn't worried about the Broncos and how that turned out. Like I said, right now the Cowboys are in full. They win this next two games, the division's wrapped up. Yeah. Period. Or if one of those teams lose, like if Washington lose this weekend, I believe it's also wrapped up. If we win, if we beat the Giants and those two lose, I think it's over for them. Or no, because yeah, then they then they if that happens, they both be at four losses, and the most we could lose would be three if we lost to the football team, to the Cardinals, and to the Eagles in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I, I, I realistically, yeah, mathematically, we're not there yet, but I'm not worried about the division. I'm really, I'm not. Not either. Not, not in the least. Honestly, with seeding right now, we'll see what happens tonight, and then I'll talk to you if I'm considered if I'm concerned with us still fighting for the number one seed. Right. Well, and, he, and here's the other. Go ahead. The Rams, the Cardinals tonight, for that to matter, really. Absolutely, and and look, barring um, the Rams having an excellent night tonight, for a long time I was worried about seeding because I didn't want to have to play the Rams in the first round. Right now, the Rams don't look great. No. No, they don't. I mean, we're like I said, Dak, our offense isn't exactly, you know, beaten a whole lot of teams, but our defense, I dude, we would right now, our defense would make Matthew Stafford cry. Two quarterbacks that, you know, in closing here that I've seen just completely lose their shit this last six weeks. Uh, and this and this is when we're talking about Dak too, because Dak has not been good. But even more so is Stafford and Lamar. Yeah. And so it's like Miami figured out Lamar, that zone blitz. And then uh, I forget which team figured out Stafford, but they decided to just not blitz. Yeah. That's all, all they had to do was drop a bunch back in coverage. Yeah. Crazy. So 
we shall see. But yes, we will, uh, just for the, anybody listening, uh, all of our listeners, that's what you got to pay attention to this weekend. If you're worried about the Cowboys winning the division, watch the Eagles, watch the football team. If they both lose and we beat the Giants, we've already locked that bad boy up, which is nice. So we'll see. We'll see. Normally, it doesn't happen that way. They'll probably both win and we'll win too. It, honestly, it's that's kind of the way it always goes for whatever reason, but we'll see. Yeah. And for tonight, uh, Cowboys related, for those of you who, uh, oh, well, by the time this gets posted, it'll be Tuesday. But uh, let's cross our finger. I, you know, for the Cowboys, you want the Rams to win. You know, let's, again, we're not, as far as seeding goes, uh, hopefully maybe the Cardinals will come back to earth. uh, A nice, terrible loss to the Rams, and and, uh, maybe we can make this interesting. Now, the Cardinals did beat the Rams already. And. It is very, very hard, very, very hard to beat a team twice. We know this, regardless of what they look like. I'm holding a fish now. If you're watching this on camera, my dog brought it to me. So, Lulu, would you like to say hi to the camera in closing? No, she does not, actually. Uh, Yeah, she darted behind you. Camera shy today. So, yes, it's very, very, very hard to beat a team uh, twice. So, I'm intrigued to see what the result is tonight, for sure. Absolutely. But, yes. If the Rams do, in fact, win tonight, the Cowboys are in control if they win out for a chance at the one seed. Yep. Booyah. That's all I can you do that. Hmm. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, the one team, real quick, the one team I don't want to see, which you know we're going to just because um, the football gods are evil sometimes, we're going to end up playing the Packers. You know we will. And that's the one team. That's that's the team that scares the shit out of me. That team, when they are right, dude, that team is unbelievably good when they're right. Oh, so good too, man. Good run game, good receivers. Good Aaron owns stock of the Bears and the Cowboys, apparently. So that's uh, that's a thing. Yeah, I don't want any part of them. It'd be me a fun run, man. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to do this again. Yes, it is. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Goal Line Fade, and uh, we're going to sign off now. We'll be back in two weeks uh, talking about what happened on the Giants and more than likely the football team game as well. Those will probably both be over whenever we do the next recording. So we'll see what's going on leading up to the Cardinals game. That's it. I'm Zach, your host. He's Brian, and we're out. Later.